Warning, the Dub Talk podcast contains language which might be unsuitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Also, please be forewarned that spoilers are likely to occur, so keep that in mind in case the podcast is covering a series you have yet to finish. Listen at your own risk. And finally, when going out in public, remember to always wear clean underwear. You never know when you might find yourself possessed by an evil vampire bug monster and need to have your clothes forcefully and violently torn off your half-naked body. Remember, those in the know never go commando. Enjoy. Hello, one and all, and welcome to Dub Talk, the show where a bunch of nerds all come together and discuss a recent dub announcement or review a dub that's already been released. I, of course, am the one and only master of manliness himself, Spaceman Hardy, along with my two lovely cohorts, Stephanie and Megan, once again reuniting the original GOATS trio. Moin yeah, buddy! Yeah, and tonight we're going to be laying it all on the table. That's right, we're we... Not. We are ex- we are exposing <laughs> ourselves right out in the open. No, stri- no we're not. <laughs> stripping down the details all the way to no, the bare essentials in order no, to No, no, no. In order to expose the stark naked truth behind the latest of Funimation's simulcast dubs for the current anime season, Akiba's Trip. Not Akiba Strip. Akiba's Trip. No. Oh, it's Akiba Strip. No one's going to say anything otherwise. No ifs, ands, or buts. Like, it's Akiba Strip. I'm sorry. No, if ands are butts, you say? Butts, yeah. yes. Uh, this <laughs> isn't the, the Keijo episode, but anyways. <laughs> no. now, now, the thing that makes this show so interesting in particular is that for the first few weeks, at least, it was actually released a mere 30 minutes after its broadcast in Japan, making it the second fastest simul dub in history right behind Space Dandy, which actually aired before Japan. Uh, Sadly, though, due to a materials delay in the third week, it is now one week behind the Japanese airing, although for a simul dub, that's still pretty fast, you gotta admit. Yeah, honestly, it's pretty fast. And for us in particular, this is actually the first recording for our winter lineup. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of course, we picked the coldest season to take off all the clothes. (laughs) Because logic. Yeah, because logic and smarts, which we don't have. Oh, good God! We're like Edmonton hookers, <laughs> <laughs> or the Great. polar be- or the polar bear club. Oh, good oh. God! <laughs> now to describe Akiba's trip in its most revealing of forms, it is an anime from Studio Gonzo that is based on the video game of the same name, except this time focusing on a different cast of characters and following a brand new storyline. Set in Akihabara. The shopping area has been invaded by creatures known as Bugged Ones, who prey on the patrons of Akihabara, feasting on their social energy and will to live. These enemies can only be stopped by direct exposure to the open air. You know what that means. Meaning our main characters are required to defeat them by violently stripping off their clothes and exposing their scantily clad bodies in order to destroy the bugs inside them. Surely the pinnacle of classy entertainment. (laughs) Brown chicken, wow, wow. Brown chicken, brown cow, yes. Yes. (laughs) I already need Jesus, and we're not even five minutes into the episode. Hooray! But before we expose too much, let's start off as we always do with our ADR director and scriptwriter. Now, 
because of the way this show was announced. What? My mom was actually sitting in here for about five minutes. And I didn't notice her leaving. So I was trying to, like... B is like calm and like not offensive as possible. Jesus fucking Christ, thank God she's gone. Holy shit. <laughs> Mother of God, shit talk. And once again, a special appearance by Megan's mom. She's not actually in here. That's why I curse like a sailor. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, because of the way the sudden method that this show was announced basically it was announced right before it was the because the dub came out so quickly after the Japanese broadcast it was the dub the cast was announced almost immediately as a result most of us did not get a chance to actually make predictions because we were spoiled uh, but lilac you actually did were able to make predictions attempted to anyway okay I attempted to because I was trying so hard to stay away from the press release. And all and, that stuff, and trying and to make I predictions. And then I fucked it up. <laughs> well, not just you. I got spoiled on three things. One of them is actually the director. Um, though, all things considered, if I hadn't been spoiled, I might have predicted the actual director. Oh, really? Well, what yeah, about- honestly, like considering the show itself, mm -hmm. and the fact that I wanted this person to actually direct something moderately decent, I could Oh, thank Jesus, his time has come. Well, the, yeah, well, he did do Keijo. He did do Keijo. So. I didn't see Keijo. Yeah. That's good. Cool. Hold on. I, I did have other predictions, though. Okay. So, by all um, means, please share your predictions. Yeah, because I kind of decided, like, even though I knew that this individual was already directing the show, I was like, who else could have possibly give, been given it to? Mm -hmm. um, so, in terms of other directors, I actually had Kyle Phillips and Afia Yu in here. Okay. Essential directors. Um... As for writers, I had three picks. Uh, my first choice, I actually, considering the nerdy tendencies of the show, I had to bring another nerd in here, of course. So I had Josh Greeley as my first writer choice. Gotcha. Um, my other two choices were Jamie Markey and Jeremy Kratz. Um, but, <laughs> but, like I said, if I wasn't spoiled on this, mm -hmm. I probably would have predicted this individual as the director. And I probably would have gotten it right, because goddammit, I've been wanting to see this person direct something moderately decent after fucking Divine Gate! Okay. Thank freaking God. Thank you, Clifford Chapin, for directing this show. <laughs> That's right. Clifford Chapin is indeed the ADR director. Uh, hallelujah, hallelujah! Some... Some, oh, some of the other shows that Clifford has directed, he was assistant ADR on The Rolling Girls. He was assistant ADR on Yoda of the Dawn. He, he actually directed the first half of the show. Yes. Yeah. He was the assistant for the second half, actual director for the first. Yes. Uh, as far as full director jobs, he did Brothers Conflict, Castletown, Dandelion, Diamond Dollar, uh, <laughs> Divine Gate, as mentioned before. <laughs> Garo, Crimson Moon, Keijo, Planetarian, and that's it. Um, as far whoa, as... Whoa, whoa, whoa. You said Garo, Crimson Moon he was a director of? Yes. Oh, I guess he did... Wait, what? Yeah. I hope How you... I, I, I hope you guys weren't 
planning to do another Garo episode because that's kind of a spoiler. But um, eventually, we would love to. Yeah, got to get. But I gotta finish Garo first. You gotta get Dresden and Suba back together for that, though. Um, as far as Jared Hedges goes, he's the scriptwriter for um, for the show. Uh, Jared they Hedges. Let him out of the closet. Yes, they let him out of the closet one more time. He has done a lot of really good scripts, such as Shimonetta. Uh, he, <laughs> uh, he has done scripts for Yu Yu Hakusho, Rage of Bahamut Genesis, Psychopaths and Psychopaths 2, Ping Pong, a few episodes of Pantheon Stocking, uh, Gangsta, and uh, quite a few... He did scripts for Full Metal Alchemist and Dragon Ball Z as well. So he has had a lot of uh, of good shows under their belt. What did we think about directing and script writing so far? I am a very happy camper. Yeah. Very happy camper. Because this show is not... <laughs> it is, it is kind of stupid sometimes. The show is silly. Ooh. The show silly is kind of dumb. Like, it's kind of dumb, fucking. But, it, but, but it's so much fun. And you can tell that they're having fun with this. Like, oh, it's just, it's hard to describe it, really. <laughs> yeah, I think considering the time constraints that they're under. Co- Absolutely. Considering they're actually trying to dub the show before it actually airs. The script is actually, I keep saying actually a lot, I'm sorry. The script is done exquisitely well, considering all the pop culture references and... And, and, and they're not tasteless pop culture references. Yeah, it stays pretty true to the original material, too. Mm-hmm. So that's very helpful. And and, and again, in this case, because of the time constraints, it actually works in the in Jared, especially for Jared Hedges, it works in his favor um, in terms of the writing front, just to kind of mm-hmm. keep it in that knit, kind of like, like tight writing because um, of those time constraints. Though they, they do, there are some little bits and pieces here and there where they kind of stray a little bit, but they make it work. <laughs> I like the fact that you, if this, is it me or like, when I put on one episode, like I got through the first four episodes because I think I did it earlier today, this morning. I got through it really quick. Like, yeah. it was a show that seemed really seamless mm-hmm. in its, in its like way. Like it seemed like there wasn't, it seemed a lot more polished than it may be. It seemed like, for Gonzo to be this polished, it's actually impressive. Yeah, though, though it's Gonzo, so of course you have those moments with the animation still. I mean, <laughs> it's Gonzo. I, forget, like, I, I own Gonzo. I own a Gonzo show that takes up a majority of its shell, my shelf, and it has a really good fucking dub. What show no, is I meant, that? Like the animation quality. <laughs> The animation quality is actually pretty fucking good on it too, and that's Trinity Blood. I have always, I've always defended Gonzo. Whenever they're given a budget, they can do excellent work. Case in point, Last Exile. Case in point, yes. Gonkutsuo, another one. Absolutely. What, what like, is it? I, I don't hate Gonzo. I, I don't hate Gonzo. Trinity Blood is an immaculate looking anime. I'm sorry. What about yeah. Welcome to the NHK, Hardy? NHK di- served its purpose. Um, it was not a very <laughs> well animated. Its purpose. But yeah. We're here to talk about Cliff and. Uh, right, right. Fucking Jared. I almost just yelled, "Who the fuck is Kyle?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> not again. That's coming. That's coming. Though. Oh great! Um, but uh, 
No, one of the things I really liked about this too, direction-wise, is I liked that... I really like the choice in who they got to play who. Mm-hmm. It feels really natural to me. It does, yeah. It's like there is no miscasting, in my personal opinion. Not. Yeah. No, I, like, I do have a few issues with some of the actors here and there, but I think as far as casting is concerned, I think they did an excellent job. And yeah, I'm really, kind of in the same boat, too, where there's a, at least a couple of performances where I'm a little bit mixed feelings on, but the casting is still really solid. And there's a couple of lines that make me laugh, like, really super hard. One of them being, um, one of them is in regards to a character later, and it's, um, it's when, uh, one of the girls is, like, being skeevily photographed, mm-hmm. and at the very end she goes, oh yeah, I shouldn't let all my goods out, then I'll never have anything to fall back on. <laughs> Like, oh my god, yeah. Like, like, that line was, like, so fucking good. Like, the show is so funny at points. And that's the thing I really like about the directing is, under any of the circumstances, this is not a show I would go out of my way to watch. Like, this is not my my 100% cup of tea. I mean, it's just kind of a TV fan service show. Mm-hmm. Comedy. It's still it's still a lot of fun. Like, but I'm not... Fun. I'm usually not... Yeah, I'm not usually into, like fan service myself but it's and there are some shots where i saw the good old panty shadow gonzo yeah like i saw i i've watched enough i've watched enough tokyo ghoul to know the sense of shadows thank you very much yeah Yeah. like uh, i'm usually not one for fan service but but cliff cliff and jared make it work like it is so seamless to me and i think i just destroyed this thing up lost um, sorry, I've been playing with something in my hands the whole time. Yes. Uh, that's nice. what I do when I record, actually. Megan, are you flossing? No, I'm not. I'm just playing with a, a capsule for it. Uh, I just like to play with things in my hands. Oh no, my! Shut up! This isn't Shimonetta. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, don't, anyway. Party, don't make me send you gift wrapping. Oh god, please, no. I'm, I'm sorry, please continue. I missed a lot, didn't I? <laughs> I already told you what gift wrapping is, didn't I? Moving on, so... Anyway, back to what my point was, is that I really like the dub of this because it made it a lot easier for me to take as a show. Because this show, like, a lot of them was like, wow, this show is really fucking stupid. This show is enjoyably stupid, and I like it a lot in English because I don't have to sit and decipher a lot of things. I can just sit down and really enjoy it. And I, the fact that it seems so seamless, especially for um, a simuldub, because I've watched yeah. maybe one or two other ones, and I have a, kind of some issues with it, and it doesn't seem as natural as a show about vampire people stripping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I would... It's I would, definitely I would, one of the more solid ones. I would argue right it's now. probably one of the stronger simuldubs of this season compared to some of the others that we, uh, that we are going to cover. And, uh, and considering it's done on such a time constraint, that makes it even more impressive. Absolutely. So anyway, general consensus is that Cliff and Jared are doing an excellent job on the directing part. So let's move on to our main cast now, starting with the one-episode villains. Uh, These are characters uh, who are infected with bugged ones, some so, uh, so infected to the point where if they are stripped, they don't just... Most people, if they are stripped... The bugged one inside them dies, and they go back to normal. Some are so heavily infected that if they are stripped, they 
die completely. They just disappear. We call these they go they go poof. They go poof. Yes, they, they go we poof. call these high level uh, bugged ones. And uh, these four characters for the four episodes that we are reviewing have been the main villains. We have uh, Hardman, who is a military nut, a huge fan of airsoft guns, and is absolutely insane. Uh, we have Naisu Muramura and Chibusa Benikage. Uh, Chibusa is a former idol who has moved on to become a uh, model contractor. And Naisu is her photographer slash manager. And we also... Well, slash, slash... Yes. Not yes, slash photographer. Totally slash not... Creepy you know, skeevy... Yeah. Make a porno. Exactly. Make a porno. <laughs> totally legit businessman. And finally, so we legit. have Denku Busujima, a researcher who used to uh, uh, do research into the bug ones who became a bugged one herself uh, due to outside influence. So, did anyone... Naisu, Naisu and Chibi Usa make a porno. Oh, my. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> no. So did anyone have any predictions for these characters or should we just say who they are? I didn't even I didn't even try. I originally watched the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually did not see the fourth one until today when I was watching the dubs. But um, yeah. no, I didn't, I didn't make any predictions for these. Gotcha. So anyway, most of these characters disappear, some of them quite literally, after the episode they star in. So Hardman is voiced by Chris Sabat. Uh, Chibusa is voiced by Whitney Rogers. Naisu is voiced by Greg Ayers, and Denku Busujima is voiced by Leah Clark. So, what what did we think of these four uh, one-time villains? Sabin and Ayers are was fucking hysterical. and Ayers are campy as fuck, and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Such ham, all of the ham. Damn, yeah, right. And that's just his butt. <laughs> This is not the happy ending I wanted! Something fucking Sabbath's character looked like something off of like a TLC special. All I gotta (laughs) say is it looks like two hams fighting over a milk dud. Oh, 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 that is disgusting. (laughs) Oh, I did not need that image in my face, Hardy. You're welcome. Hey, boy, you're getting some gift wrapping tonight. (laughs) Anyways, yeah. um, Even though their time on screen is short... Uh, especially Chris Sabat and Greg Ayers, like, hold the ham up high for sure. I also no, really, absolutely. I really liked Leah Clark as uh, as the nutty professor. Leah's oh, adorable. Yeah. Leah's adorable. Whitney Rogers, di- whole- Whitney Rogers didn't make much of an impression because her role was kind of on the small side, but she did fine for what she what she had to I work mean, with. I mean, it's possible that both Whitney and um, Leah might pop up again. We don't know. Right. Because, um, like... Leah's character actually worked with another character we'll talk about in a couple minutes, and then Whitney's character, she turns our, she's the one who turns our main trio of female girls into an idol group. Um, so it's possible that it could possibly pop up again, and she could pop in again every once in a while. We don't know yet. Mm -hmm. But I loved it. The idol episode probably made me laugh the hardest. (laughs) And it was, it was a combination between Greg Ayers being the the skeevy anime photographer, especially when they talk about the shower squad. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like, that is like one of the dirtiest jokes I think I've ever seen get put in an anime that wasn't Shimonetta. Yeah. Like, 
like legitimately the shower squad, and all they were were just old guys in like thongs. Yeah. No, they and were they were tighter, tidy whities. And I have seen enough Dojin to know where this is going. It's not thongs. Um, they were like dirty, tidy whities. Oh, hey, I didn't know Anthony Bowling was uh, white. Pete came back to this episode. Um, <laughs> but uh, but like the shower squad. What's funny is that the. What's funny is that the shower squad guys actually turn out to be like decent guys and try to protect they them. They try to protect somebody. <laughs> yeah, it, only to be like thrown in the pool. Yeah. And then like, then the reaction is like, "Well, they're weak." <laughs> I'm like, "Whoa." <laughs> but like no, that the idol episode also has probably one of my eight favorite other one-off voice acting jokes of all time. Oh. And um it's just there's this really boring idol girl. Who just oh like, no! La, la 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 like, and it's Caitlin Glass, <laughs> and I about fucking lost it. <laughs> I didn't even know it was her until you like I knew her. that she was in there. Like I knew because I had seen it on Twitter, but when I saw it, because I didn't know. Like when I heard, oh, was, she's gonna play this idol. Um, I thought it was gonna be like your typical stereotypical like, yay, let's no. <laughs> I about lost my shit. But like, I I loved Greg and Chris. Actually, <laughs> I'm totally not stupid. You gotta work the goods, you know. <laughs> like it's something about <laughs> like 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 I said a minute ago when he's like defeated in the end. This is not the happy ending I wanted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, um, that, uh, Leah Clark as the crazy, um, Professor. radio girl. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I liked how you could tell there was two sides to her, the crazy one and the not crazy. Mm-hmm. Also tinfoil suits. Yes. <laughs> Aluminum foil. I always see my, you know, I never seem to finish all my food. Oh, no. I always get a doggy bag. From oh the waiter, so I just keep what's still unchewed. Oh no! And I take it, it home, <laughs> save it for later. And then you deal with fungal rot, bacterial formations, enzymes, <laughs> and things more than oxidation. Are you I singing here now? Yes, he is. Got a secret trick. I'm He's a, singing weird. I never bother with baggies, glass jars, Tupperware containers, dark plastic cling wrap. Really a no-brainer. I just like. <laughs> To keep all my flavor sealed and tight with aluminum foil. Foil. Never said a less. That kind of wrap is just the best. To keep your sandwich nice and fresh, stick it in your cooler. Cooler. Eat it when you're ready. And maybe you'll choose a refreshing herbal tea. Mmm. Lovely. Anyways, that was music time with Hardy. But yeah, no, these guys were fun. Yeah. yeah. They were. They honestly were. It was a lot of fun to see. Anyways, yeah. So uh, we we know all these actors. We don't really need to go into what they else they've done. And they're only one-time villains anyway. So these these guys were fun. So let's move on to uh, some more permanent characters. Well, we haven't really seen them very much since their debut in episode two. But they're, they're relatively... They pop up every so They often. pop up every now and then. These are the vigilante group who protect Akiba in addition to the... Um, team Electric our, Mayonnaise. Oh, team Electric Mayonnaise, yes. And Friends. And Friends, yes. <laughs> and friends. We have Sweet Obashi, 
Kozakura, Shohei, and Hijiri. And let's see. I, I did not make any predictions as usual. I do not have anything. I do not either. Okay. So, who are playing the vigilante group? Risking their lives and clothing. Oh, you want me to say it? Uh, if you want to. Sure, go ahead. Oh, fuck. I lost my tab. Okay. Um, <laughs> give me a minute. I got it. Oh, damn it. No, that's an article about Yuri on Ice. Um, here we go. The vigilante group. Uh, uh, Sudabashi is played by Allison Victorin. Kozakura is played by Morgan Garrett. Shohei is played by Chris Guerrero. And Hidri... And Hijiri is played by Chris George. Yeah. Huzzah! Yeah. Really, other than Suidobashi, we don't hear much from these guys just yet. And so I think Allison did a good job in her role. Uh, it led me wondering whether Suidobashi was actually male or female for the longest time. I couldn't tell. Uh, yeah, I actually thought it was a little boy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but anyways, yeah, I think if they pop up again, we'll be able to judge better. Other than yeah. Suidubashi, who we did get to hear a lot from, and who we can... The other three, we just we really can't make a prediction on, or a, a judgment I mean, of. I mean, based on just, like, because I think there's really one, maybe two scenes where you hear all four of them talk at some point. I mean, they have a... They, by the sounds of it, they have, like, a pretty fun dynamic going on there, which is really good to have. Um, but yeah, like it's hard to really judge the majority of them when you haven't heard them that much and they haven't been here that much. So, but it's a good possibility they'll come back again. Mm -hmm. I really liked just the group and just and for some reason, it, and it's not a knock against the performance. Uh, Allison Victorian's character reminded me of a lot of the one she plays in. Um, wait, was that her? Is she? Fuck, am I getting them confused? No, Allison is the little one who looks like a boy, but it's actually a little girl. No, no. Something else I'm getting. Mother of God, I'm getting them confused. Who are you thinking of? I thought she was Kosari and she Veneta. Oh. Oh, no. I got them confused. Oh, no. Way to be, Megan. Way Good job. To you, be. I am a professional. Ah! <laughs> we here at the Dub Talk Podcast do not claim to be professionals in any form or matter. This is why. This Just is ignore why us. I'm this is why I'm. This is why I'm single. <laughs> this is why I drink. Why yes, I drink to forget. I drink to forget who the fuck is Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, asterisk no, I, I mean, do not think Kyle Phillips is that. Kyle Phillips seems like a pretty cool woman. No. I mean, no, he's going to answer his own question. He's like, oh, I know who Megan is. There's like three of them in, that I work with. So. <laughs> I mean, at, at least, at least, <laughs> at least there's a possibility he wouldn't call us assholes. Well, like no, some people. Like some good. people. I'm, look here, if Austin Tindall wants me to call, call me an asshole, he can do that all day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> in a not weird way, I will take it. It's better than what I've been called in my life. <laughs> anyway, but my feelings is, uh, I liked how Allison Victoria made it really ambiguous, and as for the rest of the guys, Chris, I can't tell that you this part of the show. I'm so sorry, Chris, Chris Guerrero and Chris George. 
but I like them. I mean, it was a fun performance. Uh, I think my favorite moment with uh, Subadashi is when she gets stripped for a distraction. <laughs> yeah. Also, also be by the way, the oh, next no. the next Kuroko's thing came out. Oh no. And I've been oh, using Google Translate to literally read what it is. To what it says. So they put Kuroko on the Spurs because it's like about hard work. They're known for like their hard work and their team. Oh, like, okay. Let me see that. So I decided to translate the Morosky Barra one. This is a horrible Japanese translation from Bing. Oh, no. They literally put him, they literally put him on the Celtics because they have green clovers and his hair is green. <laughs> I love it. Nice. Anyway, back to the show. Yeah. Nice. And now for something completely different. Yeah, now, uh, so, general consensus is that we need to hear more of the Vigilante group other than Suidobashi before we can really judge. However, Suidobashi does a really good job. Yes. Um, moving on to two of our background characters. One is, these, we have Momo Sukumo and, and Mashiro Kuga. Momo is very, very tall, obscenely tall, and she is like the super tall maid. Mashiru runs the work center where our protagonist gets all his jobs from. The uh, anything agency. Anything. Not to be confused with the right anything agency um, as in she will not fix your legal troubles or give you a magic show. Right. <laughs> nice. So anyways, uh, as usual, I did not have any predictions for these two characters because I did not. Uh, I, did I have not. nothing. I, I have, have nothing. What about you, Megan? Uh, I've got a thing of strawberry seltzer water in a backpack. <laughs> okay, we'll take it. It's better than the bloody used tampon. Oh. oh. In what it's way? It's funny because we'll get to it. No, no, no. We send that to the Texas state government. Oh. <laughs> no politics now, but that was funny, but no politics. Oh, I promise that's the last one for the night. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm sure. Because okay. unless you actually read things, you will. All right. So anyways. Anyway. Sorry I'm munching on ice while I'm doing this. It's addictive. Anyway. Um... Yeah, let's see here. Um, Momo, big girl, is voiced by Laura Woodhull, which is kind of a uh, a different pace for her because usually it's she very different for yeah, her. Yeah, and Mashiro is voiced by Kristen McGuire. First of her name. Yes, uh, which spelled. Make sure K R I S T E N. M C G U I R E. Did we get it right, Kristen? <laughs> Let us know in the comments, because I know you comment all the time now. Thank you. For but that. no, seriously, I love you. You are the best, and you are cool, and welcome to the fam. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yay! Yes. What's funny is that here on Funny's official announcement for the cast, uh, there's also a character played by Kristen Sutton, and Kristen Sutton spells it with an I. Where Kristen, oh, Kristen McGuire spells it with an E. Great. That's going to make things easier. This is like confusing. the thing with my cousin. Yes. Because I have a cousin named Karen, and I have a cousin named Karen. Mm. And I don't pronounce them differently, and everybody in my family thinks I'm high. Ah. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's Karen. And they're like, no, Megan, there's Karen, and then there's Karen. I'm like, Karen. It's mm -hmm. the same. They sound yeah. the same to me. 
Don't you make fun of my back ass word, Florida, watch in my mouth it. Anyways, um, for these two actresses, you've probably heard Laura Woodhull. Most recently, we went over her in Shimonetta, where she played completely against her usual type and was very impressive. Uh, she was a jellyfish, Princess Jellyfish. Uh, she played. Yeah, she played the young version of Yuki in Wolf Children. Uh, she was Axel, one of the little fat girls in Yuri on Ice. Uh, let's see here. What else has she been in? Uh, was she one of the babies from uh, My Hero Academia? Well, that's, oh, yeah, she was uh, Baby Deku. She, she's Baby Deku. Yep. Baby. Mom, I want to be a freaking hero over here. Baby <laughs> Deku. She's also Hinami from Tokyo Ghoul. Hinami from Tokyo Ghoul and Botanmaru from Kamisama My Kiss. Mom is As for, uh, let's see here. As I'm going for, to hell for that one. <laughs> yes, you are. As for Cr- Kristen McGuire. I'm Mag- not saving your ass. As for Kristen McGuire, you've heard her in roles such as Hinano from Assassination Classroom. Uh, oh, girl. Karen Ayugase from Castletown Dandelion. She is, we're not doing an episode for ID Live, are we? Uh, last I knew we were not. Okay, she is Doluk in ID Live. Uh, she is Hanabi Kawai in Keijo. Uh, she is Yuriko in Makagura School Suite. Uh, An Anoya, An Anoya in uh, Real Life, and Chio Kurihawa, Kurihara, which she looked very much like in um, before she dyed her hair in Prison School. Uh, so, how do we feel about these two performances? Uh, yes. yes, she is. She is Loop. Remember, I remember she said how to tell them apart. It's by color. Right. It's the colors of their uh, little hair types. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, in fact, yeah, she she was the one who actually pointed out which one is which. But yeah, that's uh, that's basically it. What do we think of these two performances? Because they are bit characters so far. Um, I just remember really, really liking Kristen's character, despite how she wasn't really a main character. She's funny. She's like, you you'll do, do anything. anything. I'm, I'm like, great. I, I've watched way too much porn to see where this is going. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, we're both Look here. If she does offer him a job in a gay porno, we won't be surprised. <laughs> I mean, for for both Laura and Kristen, both of these roles are completely different than what I've heard them do before. Mm-hmm. So I, I got to give props to both of them for that. Because um, Laura, I've heard mostly as a little girl. Not a or little tall, boys. Or little boys. Not a tall maid who's probably like eight late foot tall. Maid, giraffe maid. 20s. Giraffe maid. I giraffe call maid. And then Kristen, I've heard as more so a lot of the times really is more like the moe moe kind of characters. Mm-hmm. And this, this girl's kind of moe, but she's a little funnier. <laughs> she's a little funnier, but it's like at least a little bit more of a lower tone than right. what I've normally heard Kristen in. So I like both of them because it's. A lot, mostly because it's different. <laughs> if you like Kristen's lower tone, you should really check out Real Life, where she plays on, because uh, that she really puts it on display right there. With Mashiro, yeah, I love. Her. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. With Mashiro, uh, Mashiro actually, um, it kind of reminded me a lot of Hanabi from Keijo because she got to let that secretly crazy, you know, sort of sadistic side out, like uh, like Hanabi had. So, and and Momo just 
That's a that is, that sure is a character. That's all I can say. It sure I is like a thing that happened. Stuck in the, I, I like when she gets her head stuck in the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one thing about Momo is I want her to come and be more of a character. She doesn't really talk much other than, oh, yeah, I'm working here today. Mm -hmm. Want some chicken? But, like, want some chicken? Surprised she didn't work out. I'm surprised they couldn't get KF fucking seating. They haven't yet. They haven't yet. We just have to wait. We got Carl's Jr. and Street Fighter. There goes the. Oh fuck! We blew the money on. You know. You know what we need. We have to wait until a Christmas episode because then it would be perfect to have KFC. Oh. And Japan loves themselves the Colonel. Oh yes, they do. But I liked Kristen McGuire's character a lot. Like, I just want her to like. Fucking pull a Phoenix Wright reference out of her ass. <laughs> it's called the Anything Agency. It's right there. God damn it. <laughs> nice. I did it again, Hardy. I made a bad pun, Hardy. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I thought I, lo I thought we lost. You oh no, no, I'm here. I'm just reveling in the bad, the, the bad punness. It's almost. It, it gives me energy. It is my okay, life. Calm down, Chugga. <laughs> Calm down, Chugga. Calm down, Emil. But um. So yeah, I really like these characters and the performance. I, like, I want the I want the agency lady to show up because I love her voice. Yeah, it's great. Mm -hmm. Kristen needs to show up more. <laughs> All right. So moving on from those two ladies, we have our two main villains. We haven't seen too much of them just yet, but it's oh, sort of boy. it's been sort of a slow burn before they reveal them. And uh, we have Kikuji, a.k.a. the woman in black, uh, with her crazy witch hat, with her doctor. No one's going to get this reference, but if anyone out there has ever watched Get Backers, she has Dr. Jackal's hat with a big notch cut out of it, which is, you know, really freaking awesome. We have Kikuji, who seems to be the brains and boss behind whatever is going on in Akihabara. And we also have... Uh, Masuto Nikura, who is a reporter, a news reporter for the Akaba region, and uh, he seems to be on her payroll, intentionally feeding them misleading information, or alternative facts, as we call them. Yeah! <laughs> oh, no! Yes, it wasn't me! It was me. You know, oh. and that is as political as we're going to get tonight. I apologize. Yes, we're not going to go any further with that. We're not going any further, but yes, he is intentionally misleading the inhabitants of Akihabara, ensuring everyone that everything's fine, when in reality, he's helping, actually assisting in the takeover. And so, for these characters, Lilac, did you have any predictions whatsoever? I didn't have anything for Kikuchi. I couldn't think of anything. Because part of it was like, what the fuck's her name? Um, I do have one for Masuto, though. Mm -hmm. uh, and the instant I saw the character, and a glasses-wearing character, maybe kind of nerdy a bit, I went with Anthony Bowling. <laughs> That's my choice for that. Okay. Like, that was the only thing I went for. But god damn it! <laughs> So who is uh, actually playing uh, Masato? Clifford, you're a fucking internet troll, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you're a goddamn internet troll, and I love it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Masato is played by our director Clifford Chapin, and Kikuchi is actually played by Don Bennett. Uh, let's see, Clifford Chapin. We've already talked about his directorial efforts, uh, as far as his um, starring. 
He is most famously Connie Springer in Attack on Titan. He's Tomohito Sugino in Assassination Classroom. He was recently Kusa in Alderaman, Alderaman on the Sky. Gotta say it right now. Uh, no, all the ramen. All the, all ra- the ramen. All the ramen in this guy. Uh, he was Gen Hasegawa in Cheer Boys. Let's see other notable roles he is in. He's Raiko in Garo Crimson Moon. Again, if you decide to do an episode of that, I'm sorry. Uh, let's. Actually, maybe. Let's see here. Other roles, notable roles that he has been. I'm trying to look for, trying to look for starring roles. He was the main character. He was Mahiro in Servamp. And, of course, his probably most famous role is as that little douchebag Katsuki Bakugo in My Hero Academia. Uh, he's also, you know, you just mentioned he was Hide. Oh, Hide in Tokyo. He's also Yoon. We yeah. can never forget, forget Yoon. Mm-hmm. Yoon is best boy. Yoon is best boy. As for Dawn Bennett, uh, she has been in roles such a very, very, she has a, a very impressive range. So she's able to do deep voiced characters as well as higher voice characters. She was in Dance with Devils as Ritska. She was in, uh, she is the dark elf in Bikini Warriors. Of course, that's not really a, something to be proud of. Um, let's see, she's Esmeralda and Garo. Uh, she is Miku Kobayakawa in Keijo, one of the teachers. She's Yama in Noragami Aragoto. She's also Ah in Shobai Rock. And the bloody used condom herself, tampon herself. Oh my god! <laughs> Whoa! Sky Whoa. Wizards Academy as Rico Flamel. That just made it ten times worse! Whoa! Gentlemen and people with penises. I apologize, that was an innocent mix up. Whoa! But yes, for you people with the penis. But yes, the point is, Don has a very vast range. Like if you, like if you got, if like if you suffered through Skyward's Academy, and you saw her performance as Rico, you can do any. She can do anything. Yeah, she can do anything. Which, which I give her full confidence that she will do everything because we simply have not heard. Kikuchi speak very often in this dub yeah. so far, so we can't really make a judgment, just as of, I, in my opinion. PSA, though, before we talk about Cliff, gentlemen and people with penis. <laughs> oh, no. Yes? If, if when you're with your lady friend, or your man friend, or your non-binary friend, and you decide to whip out your old porker, <laughs> and you decide to give him a little hat, if the little hat is not filled with white stuff, but rather red bloody stuff, please consult a physician. <laughs> I think you're going to be one of the signs of the apocalypse. Oh no! <laughs> one innocent little mess up on my part, and we've already gone straight to the seventh level of hell. Good, Good night, job. Everybody. Good night, There is no seventh level of hell. It's just me. I am the personification of the seventh level of hell. And all I want is Cuddle in Love Live. (laughs) Ah, Good night, everybody. We're done. Podcast goodbye. This is the last episode of Dump Talk. I hope you liked everything. I'm here to destroy the world. In the words of Toru, I can cause Armageddon. (laughs) Stephanie. 
Stephanie, I'm I'm suddenly now just understanding all the crap that we make you go through whenever you host. So <laughs> now you know how I feel. Now you know how I feel. Welcome <laughs> to my world, Hardy. <laughs> yes. I found I by the way I found a shirt for you. Uh, it's like an old shirt from back when the Lion King first came out. Uh, it's Scar co- surrounded by all the three hyenas, and he's just sitting here with this irritated look on his face. And it says, "I'm surrounded by idiots." Yeah. And I'm like, this is how Stephanie feels like any given moment of any given day during the dub talk chat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But remember, she's our Stephanie and nobody else's. We will never let her go. Let her go. Ah, <laughs> Save me. Save me. Save me. <laughs> Please don't listen to her cries for help. They're pitiful and mortal. It's okay, Steph. One of us. One, one of, of us. us. One, one of us. us. <laughs> one of us. One of us. Anyways. Remember, you've let me into your apartment. Fuck! I know where you live. But can you remember where I live? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I'm safe. With Google Maps. Once. Anyways. Before we get any further anyway, off. back on topic. Uh, yeah. Not and, about bleeding dicks. And um, just like any other normal day, we derail. Yeah, yeah. Teletubbies. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't think we can really make a good judgment for Dawn as Kikuchi just yet because we haven't heard very much of her yet. Um, hopefully we will hear much of her, more of her, as the show goes on and she becomes more of a central villain to the series. As for Masato, uh, he is the quintessential squirmy little um, newscaster, and I. Th- oh, so he's Matt Lauer. Uh, basically, yes. You know, you know. <laughs> I, I'm telling you. Infinitely better like, hair, though. I gotta say, the, infinitely the, better. The note, the note I wrote on my, the note I wrote on my phone, exactly word for word. Clifford, the big internet troll and an evil little shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Clifford, I don't get paid. Clifford, not the onion. Yes. So I was anyway, trying to combine Clifford the. I was trying to combine combine Clifford the Big Red Dog, so who, which was funny. Which is what? funny because I was talking with Noah the other day, mm. and he was like so, talking about something about Clifford the Big Red Dog, and I was like, "Did you see his profile picture, sir, on Twitter?" So anyway, what did we think of these performances that we've heard of so far? I liked him. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, liked I liked him it a lot. I like him. Yeah, I mean, Don. Yeah, we can't judge too much, but based on what. We've heard in the one scene where she actually talks. I like it. Because I haven't heard, like, lower tone, lower, like, tone voice Dawn in a while. So I'm excited to hear that. In a show that I actually care about and actually like. <laughs> Not Sky Wizards. Right. Um, and then Clifford, again. Internet troll. I'm, okay, I'm fine with it. Internet troll. <laughs> it's great. Megan, your thoughts? I mean, I really like, like Steph said, I, I really hope that we get to hear Don's character talk more, like, besides the last couple episodes, because mm-hmm. then I'll feel like, eh. Because the one character, the one scene that she does talk in, um, she was a really great kind of, like, convincing witchy character. Right. And then Cliff's, Cliff's guy I like because he also sounds like he's way too tired for this bullshit. <laughs> probably. That's probably, you know, Clifford in reality having to listen to us and our dub critiques all the time. <laughs> <sighs> uh, 
He's like, I, I'm way too tired to listen to these nobodies. The man, here, is, man. the man has been busy with a lot of stuff lately. True <laughs> Admittedly. that. True that. And so, yeah, uh, we hope to hear more from these so we can have a better judgment for future episodes. And so, with that, we are moving on to our five main characters, uh, starting with uh, Tasujin Ratu. Uh, she is the professor who handles uh, operations for Team Electric Mayonnaise at, and friends, and, friends uh, and, and helps them go out and... Um, and sign and them the and save the world from, you know, naked vampires. Uh, and so who did we have? Lilac, did you have any predictions for uh, for this, you know, diminutive, short, little professor girl? Indeed, I do. And I actually got this right. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. So um, I actually had two predictions for this. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I got wrong was actually Jill Harris. Okay. Uh, I thought it was be something a little bit fun and a little bit different, but um, of course, as soon as I saw the character, I went default. Like two seconds, I went default, and I had to put Monica Rial in this spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I probably would have gone default to it as well, yeah, if I had made it predictions. Just makes sense. Honestly, it makes sense. Right, and Monica, as you no doubt know, if you have not. If you have not heard Monica Rial in an anime, you simply don't watch anime. Simple as that. Um, you need to come out of the rock you're living under right now. She yeah. has voiced, Seriously. she still holds the record for the most named roles in anime of all time. Um, most recent roles, in addition to, oh, I'm getting all burpy, excuse me. Oh, yeah, Gas will do that to you, sorry guys. Uh, yay. yay. Yay for gas. You know, <laughs> intestinal distress. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Some of the recent dubs she's been at. She was in Keijo as one of the teachers. Uh, as Hitomi Hokuto. Uh, what other dubs? She is... Oh, we're co- She's in a dub we're covering uh, later on in the season, so I'm not going to spoil that. Uh, let's see here. Some of the... You might have heard her as Shiro in Dead Man Wonderland. Uh, some she is. Uh, She's a strong like ox in Yuri on Ice. Yes, she is Mila uh, Bebicheva in Yuri on Ice. She's yeah. famously uh, stalking from Pantheon stalking. Let's see some of her other. Anna. She's Anna in Shimaneta, which we covered. She's just been all over the board. If you've watched an English dub anime, odds are you've heard her voice. Uh, she's also uh, uh, Moa in Shobai Rock. The Pink Sheep, Pyoru. And, uh, yes. And, uh, and so how do we feel about this performance? To me, it was default Monica and that's okay. And that's all it needed to be. Yeah, it worked. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's what it is and there's no complaints here. It's, it's a Monica. I like that. It sounded a little deeper at points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just so that she sounded a little older than our main group. Mm-hmm. But, and uh, it didn't go like full default moe moe kind of yeah it didn't situation. go moe moe cute yeah that, right. that's a good thing yeah well, I, I was wondering what ethnicity is Ratu supposed to be she looks kind of Indian and so and based on the name I would think she is too yeah and so that's my one thing is I kind of maybe this is just me being stereotypical but I might have enjoyed it a little bit role if it had more of an Indian accent to it. See, I am the complete opposite mm-hmm. to that because sometimes 
that accent can be done full overblown. Right. And it yeah. gets a little offensive. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then the the other issue you possibly run into is actually it's going to be what is she's not. Well, well, there's that, but also you have Arisa, who we're going to talk about who late, about later, who's Finnish. Like, how would if you're going to put an accent on one character, would you have to do it for another one? That's it right. Makes it a little bit complicated, and it might be a bit of a mess up, make it a mess, especially with the tight constraints on the. Uh, production of the dub itself it's like no it's and, not <laughs> and then all of a sudden you've got a bunch of angry people just like with yuri on ice just unneedlessly whining yeah kinda. yeah basically yeah um, that's i it's not necessary i might have enjoyed it a little bit more but other than that it's default monica it's fine i think it works yeah, yeah i mean mm-hmm. i wish we could say more but i mean i liked it i mean it's this is not us bashing it at all so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a decent role. It's a decent role. Plus, I picked Monica for a reason, and yes, I'm very happy. Yeah. <laughs> she's a little moe moe girl who's a lot older than she looks, and so that's basically right up Monica's alley. To be perfectly honest, that's what she breaks her bread and butter for. So, I wonder if someone's going to send Monica a segue. Oh, Speaking God. of segues, <laughs> let's move on to hey! our next character. Just suddenly around the suddenly around the Funimation office, um, just Monica on a damn segue. <laughs> like, who is your? Where is your god now? <laughs> so bitches, I got a segue. Segway. And like suddenly behind her in like a little cart is just Jamie Markey drinking a margarita. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Like, what's going on? I don't know, but they somebody gave Monica and Jamie a segue with a a segue with a cart, and now we're here. It's a segue <laughs> with a sidecar. <laughs> Just, I can see what's worse is like, I can imagine like somewhere, sometime in their like older years, after the anime is done, and we're suddenly we're not hopefully dead from World War Three or some shit. That Monica and Jamie just have a wheelchair, like one of them, like they have like a wheelchair with a sidecar, <laughs> and they just go around like being the baddest bitches in Texas. Yeah, I can see that too. Stoma and Louise anime edition. Yes, basically. Yeah. Anyways, uh, except for at the end, they don't die. <laughs> speaking of segues, let us move on to our next character. Uh, this is our main character's little sister. Niwaka Dinky Guy. Uh, she serves basically as just a background character and helps her brother out as he fights the bugged ones in the city of ha- Akihabara. She's not a combatant herself, but she helps out in other ways. And so, uh, Lilac, did she's the Dinky Guy alarm? Yes. Did, do you uh, did you have any predictions for this character? I had three, but here's a fun fact. Um, I actually found this out the other day when I was originally watching the Japanese. So, the characters of Niwaka, Arisa, and uh, Matome. Yeah. So the three seiyu who voice these characters, they also voice three characters in a little show called Seiyu's Life. That's right. That's right. And they are also the group known as Earphones, which in the third episode, which is the idol episode, that's basically what the producer turns them into. Also, and the endings and the ending song for that episode is from Earphones. Actually. And also, if you watch episode one, the uh, characters from Sayu's life appear as figurines that fall yes. to the ground. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I believe um, Mato Mayo's character. Mayu Seo is the same as um, 
Chitosai, if I remember right, uh, Ichigo would be Arisa, and then, um, I forget the third one, the one, the little, the little, uh, middle school, little middle school high school girl with the green hair, I think she's Niwaka, if I remember right. I may have gotten them mixed up, but, um, yeah, fun fact for the day. Um, my three predictions for Niwaka, though. Uh, I went with Sarah Wiedenhaft, Laura Woodhall, and Megan Shipman. All right, and I'm looking something up because this is interesting. Hold on, once I did because I was not aware that yep. they shared the same seiyus as Seiyu's life. Yeah, I was wondering about the connection because I watched the um, third episode, and then I was looking at the credits for a second, and I, and you know how they kind of announced like on the little billboard, there's like song by earphones and then the album art for that song during the ending was the same costumes as the three girls were wearing in their little performance mm -hmm. so i was like what are the odds of the of like these being the same so i looked it up on anon and they are the same three it's funny you should mention that because when i was first watching seiyu's life and this is going to segue into the character reveal i made casting predictions for an English dub of who I wanted to hear uh, play the characters in Seiyu's life in case Ooh, it was okay. ever dubbed. Sadly, I, I, it's not. It sadly, it never... Considering the nature of the show, it was a long shot yeah. anyways. Yeah. And for... Uh, for Reen... Reen, thank you, that's her name. For Reen in Seiyu's life, I wanted it to be Brit April. Hey. And it just so happens for Akiba's trip that her counterpart in this show is voiced by Bryn April. Hey. <laughs> yes. Bryn April, you may have also heard her. She's a rising star, has been for the first past few years. Uh, she is Ritsu in Assassination Classroom. She is Akane Sakurada in Castletown Dandelion. She is Cyan in Show by Rock. Uh, she is the titular character in uh, Red Data Girl. That was actually her debut uh, role. Oh, Izumiko. Yeah, Izumiko. Uh, let's see here. I have not watched that just part of the You need to fix this problem. Right. Because it is actually a good I need show. To fix. It is a good show. Cowboy Bebop's been on there for like a year and a half, like a year now, and I still haven't touched it. Scratch yeah. that. Fix that problem first, then go back to Red Data Girl. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, if you haven't watched uh, Cowboy Bebop, what's wrong with you? Uh, she's Hiori and Nar- Well, a lot of things. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I'm not going to argue there. Uh, she is Hiori and Noragami, and uh, let's see. She's also- What other- Most re- Oh, wait. We're doing an, we're doing an episode for that. Never mind. Uh, let's also, she is, uh, yeah. Kotori in Data Live. So, uh, Miwaka is kind of a background character so far. Uh, what did we think of her, of Bryn's performance? She's the brother alarm. <laughs> she's the brother alarm. And thank God she's not, like, she's not, like, fucking Obi-Chan. She doesn't want to fuck her brother, thank God. For some reason, though, like, it reminded me a lot of something a character, like, uh, Allison Victorin or Laura Woodhall would play. Yeah, no, that's why I put Laura here. <laughs> she seems to have a lot more common sense than some of the other characters do. Yeah. Frankly, yeah. I mean, in the first episode, it was kind of funny, where Artie says like, "Oh, is she your girlfriend?" And then like she's still kind of zonked out. She's like, "Ha ha, 
girlfriend, he can't even make any friends of his own. <laughs> and then, like, like her brother's just like, God damn it! She's knocked the fuck out, and she can still talk shit. Yes, it's great. I think still my favorite thing that happens is, the shower squad will save me! Oh, you guys are kind of weak. <laughs> Shower Squad, what are you doing here? Here? Oh god. Oh god, I, I can't. I can't keep talking about that. I'm gonna slip up and break our rule. But, um, Rest anyway, in peace, Shower uh, Squad. I'll say it after the Shower Squad! Oh, we are the. Uh, we, I'm sorry. Anyway. Anyways. Were you gonna start singing the Shimonetta theme of the Shower Squad? <laughs> no! Please say Joe, W E R. Squad? No, but no, I liked I liked it a lot. I thought she was adorable, and I thought she had a really good sense of comedic timing, too. Yeah, it really helped. I think it's definitely solid. It's definitely not one of my standout performances. Yeah, in the it's show. not like the one that really stuck with me, but I liked it. Yeah, I liked it, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a really good fit. Like, I when I was watching the show, I, was, I, I didn't see Bryn possibly being in the show, and especially as this character. But I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I need to say this really quickly before we before we go on, Hardy. Yeah. Uh, at, on March 4th at 2.15 in the morning, they are playing Belladonna of Sadness on Turner Classic Movies. Whoa. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Oh, no. <laughs> we gonna scare the poor old people who are gonna be awake that are gonna get scared out of them. All I know is that I saw I saw a man fart fish out of his asshole, but it's okay because it's whoa, autistic. Whoa, whoa, okay. Um, I'm not gonna ask. <laughs> Back to where we were going. Brent April does not fart fish. <laughs> God damn it. I am so sorry to anyone listening to this episode. Anyway, Brent hey, does. At least it was me and not Jamal for once. <laughs> This is what happens when the OGs get together. I am the devil! Shit gets weird. Shit gets weird, guys. Welcome to a normal day of dub talk with the OG hosts. Shit gets weird. <laughs> we talked about bloody condoms your ass tonight. I don't know where we can go from here. Oh, let's find out. We have Anyways, three characters to go, so let's find out. Brynn April does a fine job as the little sister character. Hopefully, we'll get to hear more from her as the episodes go. Uh, and now moving, on, now moving on. Hopefully, she has a bigger role, too, actually. Moving on best to best girl. And if you disagree, <laughs> all three of us will fight you. Fight yes. We are talking about Arisa Ahokainen. Is that how you pronounce her name? I think... Maybe. I don't speak it either. Uh, yes, this is a foreigner who is obsessed with the Akahabara life. Uh, she's a natural-born, talented fighter, uh, and she helps the not. She is not a bugged one herself, but she helps the them out uh, fight the. Uh, because she is strong like us. She's strong like <laughs> yes. bull. Yes. <laughs> yes. And endowed like one as well, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Honestly, yes. Huge tracks of land. Tracks of land. <laughs> yeah. Huge tracks as far of as the land. eye can see. Which means it's all frozen. Yes. You gotta really appreciate the Finnish hills and valleys, ladies and gentlemen. But oh, um, those nice mountain ranges that they have. 
<laughs> See, I wish she was Swedish so we could say she was put together like some Ikea furniture. <laughs> Built to last. But she's not. Oh, no. Anyway. Oh, shit. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Lilac, who did you have predictions for? So, remember in the beginning when I said I was spoiled on three things? One being Clifford as the director. The second one. The second one was a particular voice actress being in the show. However, I... like Because like, what happened was I saw a tweet that was like, Oh my god, I'm in this show as... And I just quickly like skipped over it to try not to spoil myself on it. But I knew this person was in the show. So going into watching the, the Japanese when I was making predictions for this, I was like, where would this person go? The instant Arisa jumped on the screen, I'm looking at it, I'm like... Okay, you are definitely Natalie Hoover. Yep. Natalie Hoover is definitely Odyssey. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> yes, Natalie Hoover, you have heard her in roles such as Sonya Nevermind in Danganronpa. Uh, she was in Saya in Gargantia and the Verderous Planet. She was in the dub for Giovanni's Island as Tanya, which we have not seen here on these shores, believe it or not. She was Usagi Tsukishida in Keijo, fitting because she plays a bunny girl. Let's see here. She played the main female in the short uh, Kickheart. A lot of people don't know that. Hmm. Let's see here. Other roles that she's been in. Uh, she's, um, she's a lead in Princess. She's uh, the girl in Princess Stride. Yes. Nana. Yes. That's, that is correct. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, Nana Sakurai. She's also Sukino in Show by Rock, uh, part of... Well, Creedy Krista, that band that Megan absolutely the, loves. Uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. She's the uh, sleeping one, right? She's the sleeping No, one. she's the one who eats all the things. Oh, so she's me. Yeah. Well, no, no well, Hardy, did you did you see um, the picture Megan posted of when I sent her uh, show by rock? Oh, yes. <laughs> the, the best band ever, and in all caps, Creedy Krista. Creedy Krista. <laughs> She's uh, like, you come into the house the day on my daughter's wedding. This is not Shingon Crimson. This is a Shingon Crimson's house. <laughs> that was great. Confirm. Everybody, confirm for Dub Talk Group. We are a Shingon Crimson's house. Oh, very much so. Yes. Very much like, so. Like, we will hear, I don't care what Noah says, thinking that Cyan is the best. Fuck you guys. We all know that Shingon Crimson is the best band and that ROM is the well, best. Well, our Korea fact is pretty good. You shut your whore mouth. No, uh, uh, Manly I'll Pink Gazelle. Like, Manly oh. Pink Gazelle, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you only but like the. No, no, no. You only like the Manly Pink Gazelle because it's Uncle Marcus voicing Marcus. it. Marcus. <laughs> that's all you care about. <laughs> okay, I do like, I do like, I do kind of like Jason yeah. Yes, it is pretty good. It man. is pretty fun. Oh, He's the piano man. Piano man. Sing us a song. You're the piano man. <laughs> Sing us a song tonight. Tonight. Because we're in the mood for a melody. And your parents' finances aren't doing all right. <laughs> Best girl, and to be quite honest, 
because I've been back and forth before with, Nat with performances by Natalie before. This is my favorite Natalie Hoover performance. Uh, yeah, I like this role, actually. She gets to just let it all just go hang out. Moi moi. And moi. act like a... Because Arisa is kind of a dingbat. And by kind of a dingbat, she, she is a straight... She's kind of an airhead, yeah. She's kind of a bit of an airhead. She hit every bat on the... She, as she fell out of the dingbat tree, she hit every fucking... Yes. And, 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 yes. It, and, it, and the sort of breathy... Uh, kind of clueless, um, ding baddie. Doesn't help. She's blonde. Yeah, she's blonde and and foreign. So obviously, you know. But yeah, I think this actually really really works. And uh, my favorite line has got to be where they they take the guy to uh, show him his new shower, and for oh, some God, for no it. reason she's behind it, just and she's like, oh you naughty boy. She's just completely butt naked. Here goes Mayo smack. Oh, she can. <laughs> Mayo smack with the bat. <laughs> but yeah. I think my. Oh, yeah, no, this is probably my favorite Natalie Hoover role, and yeah, and yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I think my favorite, the thing that sold me on Natalie Hoover as this character, is in the first episode where she starts freaking, where she and um, where she and uh, Denki guy. Yeah. Tomatsu. Tomatsu. Tamatsu are uh, fighting over the foie gras. Oh, yeah. Fucking foie. I can't believe the fucking foie gras ranger. And she's like, "Why?" But we're saying my why because like, you are going bye bye. Like that whole scene sold me on her. Yep. Like that the energy she had and just like the wow da 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 and like she could just keep going. Like the energy, like a sexy energizer bunny. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. And it's funny because at one point she was in a bunny costume. Mm. We should mention oh, yeah, she like, changes outfits like literally every episode. And they're all she cosplay. Was a, she was a freaking eggplant at some point in time. <laughs> I don't understand yeah, she why. Was like an eggplant suit at one point, which was really weird. Um, one of my other favorite moments is when, hey, professor, I ate all the chicken. <laughs> or she's just got like the chicken bone hanging out of her. I ate all the chicken. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, you are best girl. <laughs> it was great. Natalie Hoover's also kind of best girl because me and her like a say you together. Nice. <laughs> she also a Junichi Suave fan. Right. Yes. I, so, oh yeah, I did see that earlier today. So we can all agree we really love this support this performance in particular. Hell yes. Moi moi indeed. Moi moi. All right. Moving on to our a female lead, we have Matsube Mayonaka, aka Mayonnaise. Uh, she herself Mayo. is a high-level bugged one. However, she's actually still in control of her human functions and uses the, her uh, enhanced strength and powers to fight off evil bugged ones. The only clincher is, because she's a high-level, if all of her clothes are ever removed, she disappears. She dies. That's it. Game over. And so the tricky part has to come with keeping her clothed enough so that she doesn't expire. And yet she can still fight uh, everyone else on equal terms. Which, by the way, that whole bathing suit situation, they were rather kind of clever. Like, they were kind of clever in how they were doing it. Mm. But when that bit was happening, I was like, put her in a one-piece bathing suit. Maybe that'll do the trick. And they put her in a one-piece bathing suit. Put her in a school swimsuit, school swimsuit and stockings. Stockings and gloves. Yeah. Like, long, like, arm-length gloves. I'm like, there you I go. I enjoy the fact that... 
poor, poor Aris that was literally put into two pieces of fabric and destroyed. Basically. And she yes. liked it, apparently. Remember, if I show up all my goods now, I won't have anything to fall back on in my life. <laughs> <laughs> when my career goes south. So anyway, uh, Lilac, who did you uh, predict for mayonnaise? <sighs> I picked three people. Um, I My first choice went to Jeannie Tirada. All right. Uh, second was Alex Moore, and my third, just for something a little bit different, I had Michelle Rojas. Really? I, I was trying to think, like, maybe something similar to what she kind of did with Shonen Maid, but to an extent, a more more fitting of, like, a like a teenager, young adult, and a bit uh, more kind of, I guess you could say the character calls a bit more gruffness. Um, I honestly really wanted to see... Michelle and I kind of want to see Michelle in a bit more things and see more varieties. That's why I was like, maybe I don't know. We'll put mm. her here. <laughs> well, unfor- we'll try here. unfortunately, we're all wrong, uh, and this actually go. <laughs> That's a normal thing. Yeah, it yes. does happen quite often, and uh, this goes back once again to my Seiyu's life prediction because I had the right actress, I just had her in the wrong role. Be- oh, because for Ichigo. I predicted Jade Saxton, and it turns out that my prediction for her was she actually played the character opposite Futabe in this one, uh, so she is the voice of Matame Mayanaka. Uh, other roles that you've heard Jade Saxton in, uh, she is she got her start as Eve Genoard in Bacano. That was her very first role. You've also heard her as Un in Show by Rock as Perrine H. Klosterman in the Strike Witches franchise. I think that's like the first thing I ever had that Jade was in. Yeah. She is John Dark in Rage of Bahamut Genesis. She is Akatsuki in Log Horizon. She is, let's see here, what other things has she been in? That is she of, did a lot. She's done quite she's a bit. A, she's, I believe she is a... She's Chica in Love Life Sunshine. Right. She's Mira Urizaki in Dimension W. She's Nona in Death Parade. We don't fucking talk about yeah. She's Yeah. Car- <laughs> and she's Carla in, Free- in Fairy Tale also. Yes. Okay. And uh, so what do we think of Jade Saxton as the electric mayonnaise? It's solid. It's Jade Saxton. It's solid. Again, not a standout like Brent. Right. It's, yeah, it's kind of just Jade doing her thing. as yeah, as Yeah, because we've heard other roles where she has really branched out outside of her usual type, and it's been really impressive. This is just... I mean, I mean, I mean Nona from Death Parade. Yeah, this is just yeah. sort of more the same, but you can't really say it's bad. It's just... Yeah. I would actually say for me, one of the roles that I really liked from her last year is I felt like it was her getting out of her shell... Was actually as uh, Chica from Love Live. Hmm. True, Joe. Chica. So she was like super, super energetic. Yeah. Chica is still worst girl, but she played it to the best of her ability. So, yeah, that's not. It's not Jade's fault that Chica is. You know, Chica. So. Chica isn't Johanna. So. No, she is. No, nor is she Yo. So. Yo is my second favorite, so I can. Yeah. Agree. But yeah, no, I think it's a solid performance. It does good and jade it's just like slipping on a glove that you've worn a thousand times um it's not really adventurous but it uh 
yeah, it's it's it's, it's good. It's good. Yeah, there's nothing. Re- Just because you wear it a thousand times doesn't mean it's a bad glove. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think. I think part of it could come down to, again, the time constraints. And since um, Jade has kind of gone with big project doves that might have similar time constraints to them before, mm-hmm. like, it probably made, it also could have made sense to put her here just to help, like, uh, what's, oh, what's the right way of putting this? Um, well, kind of help tighten it up a bit, I guess you can say. And making it flow a little bit better and more naturally. Right. Because, I mean, if you need a Sundari character, I mean, she's a, one of your go-to gals. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, but, yeah, she's it's really solid. It's, again, it's not a standout, but it's still good. Right. It's still good, honestly. I like it. I, I enjoy it a lot. It's kind of... <laughs> it's, it's rather fun. It's Jad having fun, and I like that about the character, too. Right. Yes. Like, Mayonnaise is, is up to... Mayonnaise has a stick up her ass, but... Um, that is the worst name that I have heard! Why would you think of that? <laughs> what? Mayonnaise with a stick up mayonnaise, her ass? No. Mayonnaise on a no. stick. No, Team Electric Mayonnaise. That's the worst name you could... That's the only thing you could come up with. Why would you keep up with that? It's a mix with your name and my shiny hair! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she's so she's having fun with this though, which is it's which is something you can say. So, yes. which is not something you can say about a lot of things. And I really like the performance. It's just Jad being the Sundari, and I kind of yeah. Yeah, it's mayonnaise on a stick, which sounds really gross now that I think about it. But anyway, do do not say it again then. Yeah. What mayonnaise on a stick? Shut up. <laughs> What? Do you not like mayonnaise? I love mayonnaise, just not, you know... No, 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 Steph. I'm not a fan of mayonnaise. Well, I mean, at least you don't, you know, put it on bananas and try to eat it. Because we call no, that... that just no, sounds, that sounds disgusting. We call it bananas. You have a oh. banana sandwich. Banana mayonnaise sandwich. Can we move on to the last character? Moving on to our main character, Tamatsu Denkigai. Uh, he is an otaku and who frequents the Akihabara region for various shopping reasons. Uh, he is caught in the middle of this, but one of these bugged one conflicts, mortally injured, and is brought back to life as a high-level bugged one by Matume Mayanaka. Uh, she, he also inherits the same powers and the same curse. If he is ever completely disrobed, he will die. Uh, but for some strange, unexplained reason, he inherits the ability to strip the clothes off of people with relative and incomparable ease. Meaning he is a one... He is he's a lean... He's a one-man stripping he's machine. He's a lean, mean, naked machine, basically. <laughs> naked, naked, naked machine. Yeah. He's Florida man. He's Florida man. <laughs> Florida man! <laughs> Face it, if you think about it, he really is. Who else would have the superpower to strip people? True. <laughs> and be insane. True, oh, very true. Anyway. He's just Florida, man. Lilac, you're the only one who made predictions in this whole thing. Who did you predict for Florida, man? Taking it home. Okay, so I had three. Uh, two of them. Josh Greeley and Clifford Chapin. Okay. And... This is the third one that I got spoiled on. 
This is the last one I got spoiled on. Gotcha. So here's My so bad. here's here's the thing. Did I know that this person was voicing this character before watching the show? Yes, I did. But watching the show, would I more than likely have predicted him in this role? Honestly, yes, I probably would have. I probably would have put Mr. Alejandro Saab as Tomatsu. <laughs> That's right, Kagi Films himself. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Yay. Has moved from inter from anime reviews to actually being in anime. Yes. First leading, like, actual leading role, mind you. Mm-hmm. As far as I can tell. Like, he's been, like, major roles... But this is like an actual lead, so right. props to you, sir. I love this performance. Other roles, this is his first lead role. Other roles, you've also heard him as Soichiro Suzuki in Cheer Boys. Uh, he is Akane Sutsui in Honda-kun. He's Tazaki in Joker Game. Yusuke Igarashi is in Kiss Him, Not Me. He's Best Uno, boy. Uno in Nanbaka. Akira Best boy. <laughs> Akira Inukai. Not best boy. Akira Inukai in real life. Koyuki in Servamp. And. Oh, God. Uh oh, what? He, he's break in handshakers. Well, somebody has to suffer. Somebody. Oh. Well, yeah, he's taking one for the team so that we don't have. To. All right. Can we just. Just because we're not doing episodes. We'd like to take a minute. To do an in memoriam session oh, no. for everybody who has to do handshakes. <laughs> Justin, Br Jerry, Justin Briner, Justin, you are a hero. Hero. I'm pretty sure this is why you keep posting Lazy Town remixes. <laughs> <laughs> He's been driven insane. Insane. Um, I don't know. Who, you know what? I'm pulling up the cast right now because these bastards should be recognized for their contributions for taking one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Handshakers episode at this point. No. Oh, Original, originally, our plan was to just get completely wasted on St. Patrick's Day and do an episode for Handshakers, just completely drunk out of our minds, but that fell through because, you know, not a good you know role model to set, so. Not a good idea. I mean, bullshit, we've drank on this, we've drank on the show. Just, let's just get to... Just fucking crazy. Anyways, uh, moving on. While, while, while I look up this for an in memoriam section. Oh, I found comments. it. I found it on my phone. All right, read it off. So. Today we recognize these brave individuals for their contribution to the English Voice Acting Society, for taking one for their sanity to the jaw over handshakers. God's vomit on this earth. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna do the main cast. So it's his shark upon society. So Justin Briner, Laura Woodhall, Alejandro Saab, Monica Rial, Natalie Hoover, Aaron Roberts, Anthony Bowling, and the director and writer team Jerry Jewell and Monica Rial. We thank you fine men and women for your service to the English dubbing community. Godspeed through that abysmal nightmare. <laughs> and we hope we see you on the other side. Especially you, Justin. We kind of need you. We kind of need you next we need season. need you for My Hero Academia <sighs> Season 2. Well, anyways, moving on to happier thoughts. What are our opinions yes. of Alejandro Saab as our main character? Oh my god, I loved it. Can I has more? 
<laughs> I mean, I think he really did nail it, considering how fast this character has to speak and blurt out all these techno jargon and all this uh, this these pop culture references all at once. And considering time constraints, I think he just absolutely nailed it. And not only that, like even with those like rants and nerdy moments, you have like di like different fluctuations in his vocal tone and pitch, like constantly. And the fact that he's able to nail them really easily and naturally is amazing. That's right. Like, I, I just, I'm like, yay! It's, I think, I think him and Natalie are my two favorite performances of the dub, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, he is just like, bam, 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 bam. Like, he just, there is something so effortless about how Alejandro Saab plays this guy. Because he goes absolutely batty for things. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, like, I think for me, one of the scene that really stands out is, um, again, the fucking Idol episode, when he's going over all of the things for listening to music. <laughs> and then at the very end, and I've concluded that the best thing to do is going to see it live. Yep. Yep. That was the like that was the that's basically yeah. the pinnacle of all of those like little bits that we were just talking about him nerding out the like the fluctuation in his vocal tone the comedic timing that just like sums up that entire performance so far as is like yeah. that scene there really yeah I think for a uh, I mean he's been in he's only been in anime for a real excuse me don't ever get old and fat it makes you gassy. Um, yeah, well, probably a little bit, yeah. But, um, no, I mean... Damn, kid, get off my get lawn! Get off my lawn! I'll turn, <laughs> turn on the sprinkler. The old man who stared at <laughs> No, I think he's only been in anime for a very short time, and he's already made a very well-established mark. Uh, as far, I think he's probably one of the best new talents of the year, easily. And, um... Gee... I wonder who we gave an award for voice actor to watch in the W Awards was. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder who. Considering that episode should be out, <clears throat> Lilac. Um, oh, it'll be out by the time this one goes up. Yeah. I'm still, but currently, as of recording this episode, I'm in editing hell. Please pray for my sanity. <laughs> Dear press, Lord. Press F to pay respect. <laughs> <laughs> What is this, the Stanley Parable now? No, yes. that was Call of Duty, actually, but... Press, press F to pay respect. <laughs> but anyway, yes, I think he just absolutely knocks this out of the park, and if this, if we could expect more talent from him uh, in the future like we got here, and okay. just this whole dub in general, and final closing thoughts. If I can give Alejandro Saab one of my biggest compliments. Mm -hmm. May he I don't know when the day will come. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it probably will involve me slipping a 5 ski down somebody at Funimation's pocket. <laughs> oh, no. If ever the day comes where I get my mythical, my white whale, my Barakamon, my Kurokos. Oh, here we I go. Oh, boy. And that is my highest honor. Congrats, I want you to be in gay basketball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, she's got her Dreamcast going. Oh, Lord. I've had it going for, like, three years at this point. <laughs> Will it ever happen? Who knows? Yeah. Come on, funny roll. <laughs> if I have... Look here, I will... I will 
shake my shitty money maker together. <laughs> Fully clothed. <laughs> Fully clothed. I will not be pulling an episode 10 of Yuri on Ice. Oh, um, well, shit. To see that? I mean, I cannot Superman and <laughs> spray champagne like Chris. <laughs> I think I'm going to come. <laughs> but you know who doesn't need to shake their moneymaker to make their wadi the cast and crew of Akihabara's trip. You all did an amazing job for your time constraints, and honestly, it's been a lot more fun than watching it. Uh, it's been a lot more fun than I thought it was. Yeah, I mean, all things considered, we mentioned this earlier, uh, considering all the time restraints that put upon it, all the restrictions and all the all the problems right off the bat and trying to get it out right along with the Japanese broadcast. I think they're doing a phenomenal job. And I'd say even after listening to some of the other dubs, simul dubs coming out this season, I'd say it's still one of the stronger ones. Absolutely. And, and it's for a show that by all intents and purposes, it's so incredibly stupid. I can't hate it. It's just, it's so silly and fun. It's so endearingly stupid. You can't hate it. Right. Yeah. I mean, just watching uh, Matame stuff Carl's Jr. hamburgers in her face. I mean, seriously, if she bought that many thick burgers, she probably paid like $600 and is going to end up weighing like 800 pounds. But I mean, all the little references and all the little, the little, you know, cameos and blinking, you'll miss it uh, sort of uh, nods to things. It's just, it's a fun show and I just absolutely adore it. And it, it, in all other situations, you think this would be just the worst thing ever, and it's great. And the dub just makes it even better. Yeah, and considering the scarce amount of anime for the winter season period, too, mm-hmm. like, I'm glad this exists, because it definitely... This season kind of sucks. It this does, season does yeah. kind of suck, and Akiba's trip definitely brings in a bit of fun uh, a little fun flair to everything. Because originally, I was not interested in the show. Based on, like, some of the initial premises and things like that. I'm like, oh, what is this? Okay. I have to say this. So I posted on the Twitter. I'm in edit Lilac. I'm in editing hell. Please pray for me. Me. Press F to pay respects. My friend who lives down in Venice, Haku, just k- tweets at me. F. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Haku. Yes. But, um, Haku, thank you. But yeah, considering how scarce this season is in terms of um, anime in general uh, and the broadcast stuff, because there's only like a handful that I'm actually watching right now. Um, out of the ones that I've watched so far, this is one of the stronger ones, and I really do enjoy it. Despite initially thinking this show is going to be full of really dumb fan service, but and to be fair, like, it is. It is. But again, it's one of those fun, endearing shows, and the dub just, like, takes it to another level, makes it even better, and I'm just enjoying it so much. Like, this is, this is probably, this, is, this might be one of my favorites of the season, despite not watching many things this season. But- I mean, one other thing I will say about it, too, is this is the only show after episode one, before I even moved into episode two, I had no real issues with. Like, I wasn't shaky on someone's performance. I wasn't, like, I wasn't, like, okay, the writing seems off. Or maybe this will get better as the character develops. This is the one show I went in, I I watched the first episode. I was like, I'm completely sold. Yeah. And we gotta gotta compare it 
to last season. The first simul dub we got last season was Izetta. And yeah. a lot of people had, a lot of us had issues with that dub. If it wasn't the writing, that it was some of the performances. And when you compare the first dub of last season to the first dub of this season, you can already notice some marked improvement. Like And and also at the same time, because Izetta was a two-week delay dub, Akiba, at least to start off with, was a 30-minute delay dub. <laughs> that yeah. shit is impressive. Like, not not to knock, like, anyone who worked on Izetta, I mean... Izetta. Not not to knock anyone off of that, but, that, but uh, there are some flaws in that dub and in that, sh- in that show in general, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't forget, too, Winter was... Re- was rather strong for Simul Dub. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, no, last year, this yeah. is this is winter. That was fall. You're talking. Fall. Yeah. Fall. Excuse me. Yes. Fall was last. Even though last winter too was pretty strong. Right. Um, fall was pretty strong. Simul Dub wise. I mean, you gave. We got Yuri and Ice. We got Keijo. We got Mob Psycho. We got Orange. We got Nambuka. Um, ninety one days. We had ninety one days, days. Drifters. Drifters. Lot. There's a lot of things that were in last season that were really good. And this season so far, Akihaba has been really hot out of the gate. But I have a feeling that from what our general reaction in the chat, I don't think we're as keen on a lot of other things that are out right now. Yeah, not really. So thankfully, a lot of them are still like week one, week two. So we have a little bit more time on them. Mm-hmm. But at least this one's coming out strong. And I think it's really... I think we can all say this as someone who directs. I don't think any of us have, like, disliked anything that Cliff has dubbed. Not from the dub's perspective. It's just that he had been on shitty shows. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, none of us liked Divine Gate, but the dub was a lot better than it deserved. Yeah. So. Planetarium was amazing. Admit- Planetarium was amazing. The first half of Yona was great. Uh, I need to freaking. And watch I was somebody who had a lot of problems with the second half of Yona. Like mm. I was like, okay, I'm not really as big on certain castings. But then I went back and watched the beginning recently when I finally got the Blu-rays. I was like, okay, no, now I can see. Okay, now I see why. All right, now I understand how it's going. So I think Cliff does a remarkable job at what Absolutely. he's been given and. Mm-hmm. I want to see him get a prestige project. And he's when, been turn he's been turning the shiny shit show into magical fun amazing time. Yeah, in fact he actually brought this up when they interviewed him on Double Talk a couple weeks ago. Um, is that he volunteered to do he volunteers for the shows nobody else wants. And really? Yeah, and that's how he got Keijo is because a lot of people were kind of hesitant given the subject matter. Oh. And okay. so he says, "Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take one for the team and do Keijo." And turns out everyone loves Keijo, and so he's like, "Oh, well, yeah, this is great." And so yeah, yeah, he actually—that's that's one thing he mentioned is that he tends to volunteer really? to sort of pick up the slack of the dubs because you know. And good on him because yeah. he's done a really good job. Honestly, yes. Because McFarlane and Bevan sort of have like first pick, and they'll take all the big stuff, and then. Um, Clifford will sort of volunteer himself for the lesser known ones and, and yeah he does a really good job with what he's given. I mean at this point I'll, I'll outright say it because we don't know the status of it. If Cliff is the guy who ends up doing Boonigo Stray Dogs I would not be surprised. Possibly. That would, I, I would be very excited I would actually really famous. kind of want him to do that Or show. maybe even ReZero. Wait, is... 
I'm not really big on ReZero, I but I could see... I, I mean, like, I might watch it more in the dub, but again, I wasn't really, big, really yeah. keen on it last year, but, like, seeing him maybe get something like maybe Boonigo, something like a ReZero, which... I would say, I say more Boonigo than ReZero, because at this point, we all know that ReZero is going to be a fucking prestige project. Yeah. It's incredibly yeah. popular. It's, it's got all of the makings of this is probably going to, like... I, I probably actually would say it's probably good to like somebody like Chris George or Colleen. Maybe, yeah. Um, like that's that kind of area. Boonigo, I picked Boonigo for Cliff over anything because that seems like something up his alley. Yeah. Um, Honestly, yeah. Seems considering the, considering Boonigo the show itself. That's something he much a, more He'd up. probably have a fun time with that one, honestly. And I really hope that he has it. Like, mm-hmm. Cliff is Cliff is probably on my shortlist for directors for the show, and I honestly thought if he wasn't doing Akihabara's Drift, he probably would have done one of the other comedy series mm. this year, this season. Probably, but um, I really I, I, I hate to get off track with this, but I think he really does deserve to get a more prestige project. We don't know how it works over there, and if he keeps volunteering to do this stuff, that's his choice, and good on him for doing it because somebody, I mean, if you're gonna dub it because there's an audience, like I said. I, I think I said this during uh, Dramatical Murder, is the show may be crap, but it has an audience for someone for some reason. Yep. And you should at least still treat the show with respect. As much shit as we're giving handshakers, there's probably somebody out there who genuinely... Oh no, there are quite a few people who think it's amazing. They think that, they actually think the animation looks good, and I, I don't see how they could see that, but I mean... I have, I'm, I'm, I'm not even bothering trying it at this point. Yeah. Uh, like... There's somebody who, like I said, just in general, somebody's going to genuinely enjoy that series. So I, I, it is my hope that they go into that with, we're going to give it our 100%. I mean, obviously, a fan's interpretation of something is going to be different from what the director and the right. uh, company see it. And that's always going to be there. And, I mean, we can sit and talk and debate about this all day, but someone's going to see something with some way and someone's going to see something. One man's right. trash is another man's waifu. Another man's trash. <laughs> another man's waifu. Nice. Yeah. I was just going to say it's another man's trash, but we all, as we all know, your waifu is in fact trash. <laughs> <laughs> so is yours. Uh, so is yours. Uh-uh. Oh, Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Like, so, basically... Good fun- on, good, yeah, good on Clifford for taking one for the team, but seriously? Mm-hmm. Can we get him on a very, very good show? Like, just... Cause I'm, Besides Jonah of the Dawn. I'm really <laughs> curious to see what he would do if given an actually, like, really good prestige show. Like, honestly, I'm very curious, so I would love if to see give that. Him? What if they? And what if they gave him season two of My Hero? Dude. Well, let's not Ooh. let's not spread the rumor mill. Let's not no, let's not st- let's not start the rumor mill. Let's not jinx it if that ends up being the case. Let's put now put the cart before the horse. No. Let's just wrap this. Shit. All right. So <laughs> anyway, Akiba strips a fun dub. Go watch it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And if you would like to watch the dub of Akiba Strip, you can do so on Funimation.com. Uh, it is for subscribers only, as far as the dub is concerned. Um, you can. They offer you a 14-day, two-week free trial. Uh, You do have to put your credit card info in, but they don't charge you. Uh, Just make sure that if you decide not to keep Funimation.com to cancel your account. But odds are you'll be so enamored by Akiba Strip and all the amazing other simul dubs that they're putting out every single week. You'll decide to keep 
the subscription anyways, uh, provided they have an app that works. Don't start. start. Okay, I'll be nice. But anyways, okay, yes, if you... Nice. If you would like to watch the show, the dub for Occupus Strip, you can do so on Funimation.com. It is also currently streaming uh, one week in advance uh, on Crunchyroll.com for free with ads, or you can watch it in HD without ads with a premium subscription. Uh, as far as what else do we need to cover? I'm lost. I don't know. Uh, uh, who the fuck we are. Oh, yes. Uh, if you would like to follow me, my name is Spaceman Hardy. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Spaceman Hardy. I do a lot of ranting and post some goat pictures and Final Fantasy stuff. And I'm just all around sort of an ornery old man, but I'm a hoot to be around. You can also find me at the recently reopened Funimation.com, where I am a moderator for their forum. So come on by, uh, join our forums, say hi to everyone, say hi to me, and... Uh, and let's hang out and we'll have a good old time. Uh, I guess I'll go next because it's not my channel. Uh, hi, my name is Megan and if you don't, haven't gone insane because I am Satan um, <laughs> like the rest of us have. You can follow you can follow me at QueenEra2 on the Twitters. You can also find me over at Anime America Podcast doing top tens, reviews, and all that other shenanigans with Robin, uh, Shannon, Tara, Hannah, Lark, and the rest of us because now there's like a fucking ton balls of us. Um, and then you can also find me harassing Steph on Twitter all the time because she's my wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're actually internet married now. We're not lesbians or anything. No, but. but. <laughs> she's your hetero life partner. Yes. There we go. <laughs> yep. Basically. She's my, she is, she is the, she is the JD to my, she is the, uh, Turk to my JD. Hmm. <laughs> yes. I'm also the keeper of your wallet when we go to conventions sometimes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, as for me, I'm Stephanie, or some people. Not sorry. <laughs> I'm Stephanie, or some people may call me or know me as Lilac. Um, you can or mom fan or mom. Thanks. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Lilac Anime Review with review being spelled R E V U E. Um, I do have a separate personal channel, which unfortunately I've not uploaded anything for the past few weeks. My bad. I've been stuck in editing hell again. <laughs> um, but uh, you can go over there if you want to follow any like unboxings, random videos, vlogs, whatever I feel like putting up at the time. Um, and yeah, that's really it. But if you want to follow anything that us here at the Dub Talk crew do and say, and the weird evil devil shit that happens on a daily basis. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, if you want, you can subscribe to this channel here, uh, which at the time of recording this episode, we have passed 700 subscribers. So thank you very much uh, for, for sticking around with us in our weird ass bullshit. Um, <laughs> but if, yeah, you can subscribe here. You can catch um, any and all future Dub Talk episodes, future random things that we come up with because believe me right now we're hard at work because since the winter season is kind of slow um we only have a f we're only doing a few for the winter season so we're actually catching up with some dub reviews uh for some other shows that we've been trying to do for a little while um so you'll be seeing those in the future as well one day so you'll be my sword voice will pop <laughs> yes yeah, so you'll be seeing some dub reviews pop up here and there in the future in the coming weeks um but yeah I think that's it. So with that, I think you need to take us out of here, Mr. M Master Manliness. All right. As, you know, speaking for Lilac and Megan, I'm Spaceman <laughs> Hardy, and thank you for listening. And as always, Otaku on, my friends. Hail 
Sorry. Keep it manly. I was about to say keep it manly, but oh well. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep it manly.